Well, we don't have a regular sermon for today, but instead I want to just share a little bit, share some verses with you, and then after that is going to be our open mic time for you to share. And so for me, I, have you ever wondered why we're called River Life? Why did we pick, because there was a point in time where we were thinking about and praying about names, and this is the name we picked. Well, I love to, to read these passages, and I read them about once a year, usually around here as we celebrate an anniversary. And so I thought I'd read for you the passages that really form the foundation of why we are called River Life and why our mission has always contained the ideas of hope and healing. Because that didn't come from me. That didn't come from Papua. That came from God right out of Scripture. So this, this River Life... Is in scripture it's often referred to as the river of life and we see it literally from the first pages of the Bible to the last pages of the Bible so first in Genesis chapter 2 in in the story of creation we, we read this now the Lord God planted a garden in the east in Eden and there he put man he had formed the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and from there it was separated into four headwaters. So this inconspicuous little phrase, there was a river in Eden that watered the garden and brought life to the garden of Eden. Well, that little river shows up again. In fact, it shows up all throughout Scripture. One of the largest mentions of it is out of Ezekiel 47. And that's actually the chapter that, that God brought me to as I was studying Scripture and studying metaphors of rebirth, metaphors of restoration. And this was the chapter that captured my heart. So we're going to read the first 12 verses of it. Uh, this, is a prof this, is a, this is the prophet Ezekiel, and he is visited by the angel of the Lord, which he calls the man. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me outside to the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured out a thousand cubits and led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another th thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured me off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, Son of man, do you see this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, The water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah, where it enters the Dead Sea. When it empties into the sea, the salty water becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live there wherever the river flows. 
There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So wherever the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from En Gedi to En Geliam. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds, like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. But the swamps and marshes will not be made fresh. They, they will be left for salt. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow out of both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither. Their fruit will not fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. And I just fell in love with that passage. And then as I, I began to study this river of life in Scripture, I found that there's even a more important mention of this. And that's in the very last book of the Bible, the very last chapter of the book of Revelation. So here's Revelation 22. And listen for the similarities. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. And his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need, they will, they will not need the light of the lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So this river of life is critical. It is a crucial metaphor all throughout Scripture. And Ezekiel wasn't the only prophet who talked about it. When the prophet Jeremiah described God as a spring of living water, he was referring to this river. When the prophet Zechariah described Jerusalem as living water. He was referring to this river. And then when Jesus Christ said that I am living water, and I can when I give you water, you will no longer thirst when you drink from me. He was referring to this river. And even more importantly, he was claiming that he was that river of life that Scripture talked about. Jesus Christ is that river of life after which we are named. And it wasn't my idea. And you can see this powerful message from God to every one of us. That there is a river of life that feeds trees, that creates fish and food for fishermen, and leaves for healing, and brings life to us. And that's why we're called River Life. And there are a few things that I love about this passage. So first is, is the quote, wherever the river flows, everything will live. And that's our desire, 
for this church. That's, that's my desire for you. That you step into that river. You allow that river to flow into your life, into your home, into your jobs, into your families. Because wherever the river flows, everything will live. And after a hard year and a half of both literal and figurative death, I think we all need a little bit of life. We need to be reminded that there is a river from God that brings life wherever it goes. The other, another reason why I love this passage is I, I love the angel's statement, Son of man, do you see it? And I feel like that's the question God asks every one of us every morning, every Sunday, every Saturday evening. Do you see it? Do you see what I am doing around you? Do you see what I'm doing in you? Can you open your eyes to my work in your life? So do you see it? third thing I love about this passage is there's some little details in this passage that are very easy to miss. But first, one of them is, did you notice how the fresh water from the temple went into the Dead Sea? Now, there is no life in the Dead Sea, and there never has been, okay? because the salt content is so high. But you take the fresh water from the river of God into the Dead Sea, it even brings life to the Dead Sea. Now, if you know anything about chemistry, fresh water doesn't make salt water fresh. Salt water makes fresh water salty. But this is a miracle of God. That God can take salty water and make it fresh. And this is really good news for some of you, because some of y'all are salty. Okay? You need some fresh water in your life. You need some fresh water in your life to change that salt into fresh water. I love that little detail. Another one that's great is the trees bear fruit. Okay? You might even have some trees that bear fruit. Chances are you might have a garden. If not, your parents probably have a garden. We, we all know about bearing fruit and vegetables. But these ones, these trees bear fruit every single month. When was the last time you heard of anything that bore fruit every single month. Trees don't work like that. Trees have seasons, but not trees fed by the river of life. The river of life means you can bear fruit every single month. You can live, you can receive life every single month. You can outpour to others blessing and fruit. The passage even says that the trees don't wither. And again, we've, we've had a whole year and a half, almost two years of some withering. And, and now I think we, we need to step into that river again. To bring some life into the dead areas of our life. To bring some life into those parts of us that are withered. That's the promise of the river of life. And then lastly, I love the, the final line in verse 12 that says, the, the fruit will serve for food 
and the leaves for healing. I love it even better in the Revelation 22 passages because it says the leaves are for the healing of the nations. It's not just for your healing. It's the healing of the nations. So I love that we have a food shelf right here at St. Paul, and, and we're going to be coordinating over the next couple months to get some of that, that food over in Brooklyn Park also. I love that we have a community garden. We are literally feeding people around us because that's part of what the river of life is all about. And that's where, so you think uh, the healing part of our mission statement was my idea? It wasn't. It's right there. It's part of the promise of the river of so remember, when you see River Life and you see it in a t-shirt, you see it on Facebook, you pass our sign, I want you to remember wherever the river flows, everything, including you, will live. So that's the story of River Life. Now I want to shift in and hear your story. So we've got two ways for you to share your story. So the first one is going to be, if you like to write, if you want to write a little bit of what impact River Life has had on you, I want you to grab one of the connection cards in front of you. Grab a connection card, grab a pen, and I want you to start writing. The second option that we're going to have is we're going to have an open mic here in front. And if you'd like to share, maybe you don't want to write something, uh, and you can come right on up to the front and share. And the reason we do this is because River Life's story is not just my story. It's not just Pathor's. All of us have a story that is a part of River Life. You are part of our story, and I would love to hear it. And even more important, the church family would love to hear it. So reach out in front of you. Right now, every one of you, reach out and grab one of those connection cards. Right in front of you. Lean forward. I know you'll have to lean forward. Grab one of those. Grab a pen and start writing. What impact has River Life had on you? And then we're, we're going to have a mic here in front. And so if you'd like to share up front, then come on up. We would love to have you share the mic. And we'll wipe it down in between and, and try to keep COVID safe. And so... So think about this. What impact has River Life had on you? And here, we can br bring that guy right in front of the sub so folks online can watch as well. And I think since Johan's already here, I think he should share first. See, I'm a former math teacher, man. I will call on you. I'll be unashamed. Now, you might have to solve for X before you can share. But, yeah, so, Johan, what impact has River Life had on you? Um, yeah, so, great question. Uh, there's a lot of things, but I want to pick a good one, and I want to say, say it well as well. Um, so, one of the big things that River Life has um, impacted in my life is it's made me more aware of myself and certain parts of my personality. Um, for example, I'm an introverted person and my wife's an extroverted person. And if we didn't know that or were aware of those things, I think our marriage would have been 
a whole lot rougher. But now that we're aware of those things, we can navigate those different parts of our personalities that we both love in the other person. And it's made our marriage a whole lot smoother. Um, another thing was just going through um, emotional, healthy spirituality, just kind of realizing that the process of sanctification is this circle of realizing things about yourself, getting help, trying to, in, in that book it said breaking through the wall, is that what the terminology was, and how you could have multiple areas of your life where you're in different parts of that cycle, and just kind of being able to share that with my wife, like, hey, I'm kind of struggling with this, but I'm doing better in this, but this I'm also realizing about myself and having those conversations with my wife and, and just sharing where we are in our own spiritual journeys, that's helped us a lot as well because that's just given us more ability to navigate through marriage and through life better. And those are, th those are just a couple of things that River Life has been super helpful in. in um, it, it's, I've just been incredibly blessed by River Life. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. So, yeah, thanks, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Johan. <laughs> So the mic is open if you'd like to share. And Pastor Kong here is going to be walking around with this basket. If you've finished one of your cards, just sort of hold it up. He'll come grab it. You can pass it to the middle. He'll pass the basket to you uh, if you're finished with one of your cards. If you'd like to share up front, you are welcome to come on up. Hey guys, my name is Kenny. Um, how River Life impacted me was the fact that, you know, before uh, River Life, I've, I've always had this um, issue that I've had with church, you know, just being in a judgmental place. But I feel like, you know, River Life has taught me, uh, has actually taught me to be more humble in myself. Uh, I guess there was once a time when we were talking about uh, having the layers of the iceberg and you know just knowing that when people come into church they have that deeper layer that um, has been uh, hiding you know like it, within themselves but for me I've, I've had that layer too and so river life has taught me as you know to just to be humble um, and to to understand where people are coming from and that opened up my eyes to see uh, life uh, a little bit different and even a reflection of myself too as I'm growing together and doing life group with uh, Ripper Life. So. Thanks, Kenny. So, so we're going to read these and share some of these up here. And now if you're online, I'm going to go up here so we can get a little better shot there. And if you're online, as you saw in the comments, you can comment in there and we'll share your comment online up with the congregation as well. Uh, so. River Life has, has been a reminder for me to keep up my faith, to also focus on myself, then branch out and be willing to help others as well. Lastly, to have a welcoming community and family. All right, here's another one. This is my second time here, and I remember the first time my little family and I came here. Everyone was so welcoming and kind. Amen. Thank you. So when I say that River Life 
make an impact because of you, that's why. Um, the, River Life's made an impact on me. It's English speaking, so I can understand it. And it communicates to everyone uh, about life, spirituality, and church. Amen. It has brought, it brought me a warm, welcoming environment. And you know what? You know, I'll make a little comment. You've heard that theme a few times about being welcoming. It's the single most common pe thing people will say about us as we're talking about, oh, it's so welcoming, it's so kind. And that's very intentional. Because, so from my educator days, there's a whole hierarchy of needs that we have. And one of the most important things, one of the most important needs that we have is to be safe. And so we want to create a place that is safe and that is welcoming. I used to say in my, in my teaching days that um, if they're not having fun, if you're not having fun, they're not having fun. And when you are comfortable, when you feel welcomed, I absolutely believe that God, that you are more receptive to God, you can experience Him deeper because you feel safe with the people around you. So thank you to all of you for, for creating such a welcoming place because you are making a spiritual difference every single Sunday. Let's hear some more. River Life is the church that I needed while in my youth, a place to belong a place to explore my strengths, a safe space to try new things and ask hard questions. I'm so glad my children will have this community. River Life impacted this person to bring us together from different backgrounds. We pray for family unity and working together and helping the community and families in godly ways. River Life has impacted my kids to want to come to church every Sunday. My son and nieces loves the, the kids' ministry downstairs, and I am so happy to be a part of the River Life family. Okay, here's some coming in online. As a woman, I longed for friendships and other women to walk through life with, and I found them here at River Life. It has been one of the greatest blessings of my life to find lifelong female relationships. The friendliness, uh, and this person most, I'm not second or third gen mong. But the friendliness has made me feel welcome, and I want to come back regularly. And as a result, I grow spiritually and in my faith. River Life has brought me closer to God. It has given me another family. It has helped me embrace my Hmong culture and heritage. And it's made me more outgoing. Introverts, unite just at home by yourself. River Life has been home to me. Church has helped me with my faith and relationships. Find new friends who truly care and encourage me to, to continue to trust my Lord with all of me. I love my church. Thank you, River Life. River Life has made a huge impact on me and my family. 
all of the leaders has shown so much support and love, which has taught me to be more loving, giving. Life Group has helped me in understanding Scripture deeper and in building meaningful relationships. How has River Life impacted me? It has brought me hope for a better relationship with my family, friends, and others. It also has brought healing to my broken heart. It has reminded me that I am not alone and that God is comforting me in my pain. He wants to be there for me and with me. Recently, it has also brought me courage to complete whatever plan he has in store for me. Lastly, River Life became my church band. How has River Life impacted me? Belonging, community, family. Those are the words that come to mind when I think of River Life. Coming from church spaces where being single feels isolating, I felt loved, valued, and included. River Life Church is a great community church. I, I finally feel like a part of a church that I belong there. When I was at the roughest point in my life, River Life was there to emphasize hope and healing in my life. It gave me the courage to take care of myself my, and my spiritual life. River Life was not afraid to talk about different subjects. Thank you, River Life team. The lessons and messages I've received from attending River Life have helped me emotionally and spiritually, and uh, help me emotionally and spiritually heal many broken relationships in my life. I also met my wife here. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> a, ch a home church for us and our family. We didn't think we could feel comfortable at church until River Life. River Life has impacted my life by making church feel like a real family. River Life has, has given my children a space and a community to grow and learn. River Life has also taught me that I don't have to have everything together. I'm still learning and growing. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Yeah, see if there's any more coming in. River Life has given me hope and healing. I left my family and friends and came here to the cities after I got married. It was hard adjusting to a new city with no friends and family for support. I was lost for the first couple of years and was heartbroken. This, this impacted me and my marriage. I searched a long time for a church and River Life gave me the hope and healing I needed, saved me and my marriage. Thank you. River Life has helped us pray us through our miracle baby. River Life has taught me what God's love is, what humility, humility is, and sanctification. Another one online. For my entire life, I was, always, I was always taught 
I must be perfect before getting baptized. It wasn't until I started coming to River Life and Pastor Greg shared the message of not having to be perfect to come to God. Ever since I was baptized, I continue to see how God used me and continues to daily. My, my faith has never been this strong before. This is a little surreal for me. It's also so very real and wonderful to see my brother and this church grow and do such good. I started regularly attending River Life in March of 2020. I had, occasionally, I had attended occasionally before COVID, and the live stream made it possible for me to be a part of River Life on a regular basis. I had known through those occasional times I had attended, and knowing how deliberate my brother and sister-in-law are for, in their mission for God, that River Life brought hope, healing, and growth through connection to God. But by attending regularly, I've been able to see, see that in action, see that in action, and be able to experience it more personally. River Life is such a beautiful community of love, support, and generosity. I am grateful and humbled that God has provided the live stream as a way for me to be a part of the church. I'd especially like to thank the tech team for the live stream. That was from my sister, by the way. So thank you. These are the stories that make up River Life. Yeah, yeah, come on in. Good morning. I'd like to thank River Life. Step up a little closer to the mic there. Yeah, get a little closer to the mic. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, not, not that mic. I'd like to thank yeah, get River. closer to that mic. Or that mic. No, <laughs> His name's Mike, by the way. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody at River Life for welcoming myself, my wife, and my family, and for just making us feel welcome and that we all love to come here to see you all. And we thank the leadership. We will be around you guys for a long time. Good morning, River Life family. My name is Victorine Ors, and I came here, I think, three years ago, and being invited by a friend. When, we, when I came here, I found a home right away. It, everybody was smiling. It was just a great place, welcoming. I never knew that um, a completely different culture could be part of my family. And I found love here when I got here. And I saw the need for, um, for us to move here as a family. Um, it has always been welcoming. River Life has done so much for our family. 
I have always been looking for an opportunity to uh, serve the homeless in a way. And when I come here, um, I was, I had the opportunity to be serving um, in the homeless ministry, uh, going downtown um, Minneapolis once a week to um, help feed the homeless, which I found love, which I got to appreciate what God has really done for me more by doing that. Unfortunately, um, it got stopped because when the COVID came and then we couldn't continue. So uh, we are looking for more opportunities to do that again, but I'm very grateful that I had the opportunity to do that. And also, um, very most important is that um, um, before coming here, um, my husband was working weekends and he works every Sundays. And, you know, it was just hard for us to be in church like a family. But when there was a spiritual, there was a training that we had here um, by Pastor Greg and um, his wife, um, Pastor Pankwar, we attended that spiritual meeting and it taught us a lot about Sabbath not to work on Sundays or not to do, you know, I mean, it was a whole training, but then I took it home to my husband and we prayed about it, we talked about it, and he had to give up working Sundays. So we are able to come to church as a family. And so um, all my years I've been going to church, I've never uh, known that really, um, you know, sometimes I've never paid attention to that teaching, and so that really came home to us, and we are very grateful. And I want to thank especially Pastor Greg and his wife for praying for me, for praying for our family, praying for our mother. My mom was sick in the hospital. She was so sick. She had a brain surgery, and when I called Pastor Greg, Pastor Greg um, prayed, for, prayed for her, applied anointing oil, and it was a serious prayer. Both of the families were praying for us, and my mom recovered speedily. She's well and strong right now. I mean, I cannot count the countless things that I have gained by just being here. My family, my our kids are looking forward to come to church every Sunday. They love being here. They love the people here. I mean, this is a whole culture. We, I feel sometimes I feel like. You know, I'm really a monk person, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know. So it's been great being here. And last Sunday, uh, last Saturday during the nations, um, celebrating the nations, I had the opportunity to, ser to serve again as a part of a monk culture to um, um, divide play, um, flyers, evangelize about the ministry. So it was just so many great opportunities that I have to I found myself explaining everything about Hmong. I, you know, I <laughs> was wrong, but <laughs> so it's a great opportunity. I want to thank Pastor Greg and my Hmong family for accepting us here. Uh, my husband and our kids are always happy to be here. River life will continue forever in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that is a great segue into what I have to share with you next. So over these seven years, we've adapted our mission statement twice. So the first was to include third-gen Hmong, because we realized the third-gen Hmong were already with, within our walls. They're our children and our youth. 
The next time was to add growth, and so it became hope, healing, and growth. Because we wanted to emphasize the importance of lifelong spiritual development. Well, after a number of conversations and a COVID delay and all of that, we've decided to make one more change, one more expansion of our mission statement. So our mission statement moving forward will now read, write a hope, healing, and growth for Next Gen Hmong and beyond. See, we've made this change for a couple reasons. First, was, the, re the, was the, the eye-opening epiphany one day in a meeting that we could be a f just a few years away from having fourth-gen Hmong in this church. There are kids, and our kids are graduating, and some are dating, and they could be getting married and having kids, and all of a sudden, we've got fourth-gen in our church. And that's just way too many numbers. So we had to come up with another way to talk about that. As so we borrowed this phrase, next-gen Hmong. Not only is it inclusive to the upcoming fourth gen, but the other thing that I love about this is it reminds us and tells everybody that we will always be looking to the next generation. We will not settle to be a church for one generation, for our generation, just the second, just the third. No, we will always be looking to the next generation. The other part that we've added, we've added a word. Next Gen Hmong and beyond. Now, what does that mean? Well, because one reality about our church, as our church has changed over the years. On any given Sunday, we are anywhere from 10 to 15% non-Hmong. It used to be just me in the entire building. But no, that's not the case anymore. In fact, one Sunday, we counted 25% of our congregation was not Hmong. And it was wonderful, and we've seen that pattern continue. And we know, just like churches, families are changing. We, we sort of joke that almost every family has a Greg in it now, someone who's not Hmong. And just like that, churches, Hmong churches, have more than just Greg now. And we have folks from America and from Africa, born here, born there, born elsewhere. And we realize that what we are going to be doing, it's not that we have lost our core calling to the Hmong community. That is still our calling. And we've prayed over this to see if God is, in fact, calling us to move past that calling, and he's not. So we are still fundamentally a Hmong church to understand that even within our own walls, we are beyond. There is Hmong and beyond. Our circles, your friendship circles, your influence circles are now beyond just Hmong. The people that we serve in our food shelf, and when we were in the homeless ministry, with the, the backpacks and school supplies, those are beyond the Hmong community. They include, but they're also beyond. And so we wanted a mission statement that reflected that. We wanted a mission statement that reflected not just who we, excuse me, who we are, but what we, what we are doing or who we are serving. So we will now be loving and bringing hope, healing, and growth, not just to Next Gen Mall, but beyond. Beyond these walls, beyond your own cultures, beyond your own families, beyond our comfort zones beyond this city of St. Paul. So we are now a beyond-looking church.
And so hopefully that mission statement change resonates with you and you, you like that idea of, of being explicit about who we are and who we serve. And so some of you, if you look more like me or you look less like some of those around you, you are now part of, we are part of the beyond. So welcome to the beyond, everybody. Well. So thank you. Um, I want to give a little shout out reminder to parents of youth. We've got the Thrive Orientation downstairs in the youth room. You can learn all the cool things about what's going on with youth. And thank you for, we, we ran a little over, so thank you for sticking with us. I appreciate it. We, we cut our last song, so I apologize to all of you for missing out for one more worship song. Just pull that thing up on YouTube on your ride home and worship your heart out. Just keep your eyes open while you drive. And also, we have had so much fun over at BP doing these bonfires after service, and we've been doing s'mores and hot dogs. We're like, we got to do this in St. Paul. So we've got a grill outside. We've got some chairs set up outside, some games. We're going to be grilling hot dogs. We can even do s'mores on the grill. And So let's have some fun. So stick around, reconnect with some old friends you haven't seen, meet some new ones. And let, we're going to be doing this for a few weeks here because, man, we've all been separated for a long, long time. And, and it's time to reconnect. And so that is outside in our backyard. Stick around. You can go right out through the doors and out the door on your, your right there. So thank you. Let me send you off with a blessing here. And so this is a great blessing from God, not me. But it shows his heart for you in you follow and obey him. So open up your hearts, open up your body into a good receiving posture. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Have a great day. Stick around. Thanks for joining us online. Go in God's grace. Oh, oh yes. Hey. And as you're out, go grab. We see, we, we normally have big cakes. You know, we do that for our anniversaries. We're not going to do the group cake. Instead, we have individual cakes. And for all you Hmong people, you know, these are the funeral cakes. <laughs> but we're going to eat them in celebration. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.